just because somebody's vegan doesn't necessarily mean that they they agree with a certain set of beliefs and politics, does it? Well, no, I guess not. And I mean, you know, I'm sure there are lots of people in the Conservative Party, probably the DUP, and maybe even UKIP who are vegans. Probably yeah. not that many. Maybe. It would yeah. be like a real niche group, wouldn't it? UKIP vegans. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Jacob Rees-Mogg and UKIP. I mean, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Jacob Rees-Mogg comes out as a vegan. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to Vegan Curious. On today's show, we're going to be talking about palm oil. We're going to be talking about vegan politicians. This sounds a bit serious. Does sound a bit serious, but don't worry. We're also going to be talking about fashion. Okay, something uh, I know loads about. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> Ashley's staying well out of that interview. Um, and we're going to be interviewing Jessica from Liberty London. And she's going to be talking to us about Vegan Fashion Week, amongst a whole host of other interesting things to do with fashion. Sounds great. So Ashley's going to go first because he is incredibly excited um, to talk about a couple of things that he's curious about this week. Okay, so I'm curious about palm oil. Oh, aren't we all? Are you, uh, are you, you know, how much do you know about palm oil, Sarah? Well, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm aware of it, but I wouldn't say that I'm an expert. I've done a little bit of reading, but please enlighten me. Okay, so there was a really good article in BuzzFeed, which, you know, just want to say before we move on, it's really sad about what's going on at BuzzFeed at the moment. There's, you know, making people know, but really good article by a woman called Laura Silva, um, which basically I saw the headline for, and the headline is here's one reason some vegan meals could still be harmful to the environment, and then obviously then begins to talk about um, palm oil. Um, so I was thinking, oh, here we go. You know, it's just kind of another one of those things knocking veganism. But it's actually like a really fair and balanced piece. Um, so what she does in it is she gives a bit of background for palm oil. And one of the things that's happening at the moment is there is huge demand for palm oil. I mean, and a lot of it is um, off the back of vegan products. So mm-hmm. a lot of the accidental... Well, palm oil seems to give this kind of gooiness to food. And so, for example, there's a lot of vegan, accidentally vegan products like Oreos. And like if you go to your like corner shop and buy a flapjack, cheap flapjack, mm. you know, that's probably got palm oil in it yeah. rather than dairy products. So it is everywhere. And, you know, it's an alternative to eggs and everything else. And um, so, it, you know, great thing. However, it's obviously made such demand. And I guess the article is kind of looking here and saying, you know, is it sustainable? And one of the, mm. the questions is, obviously, is that um, as we eat more and more palm oil, it increases deforestation. And there was mm. a report done a couple of years ago that says apparently 25 orangutans a day are dying because of our kind of demand for palm oil. Mm. And it is everywhere. And I mean, really interestingly as well, it's in the kind of new breed of stuff that is coming out of supermarkets. So... The MS Plant Kitchen, so beloved of one Miss Sarah Collins. Yeah. Um, Tesco's Wiki Kitchen, which mm. you know you're a big fan, and even the Greg's Vegan Sausage Roll. Even the Greg's Vegan Sausage has Roll. Has palm oil in it. The elusive so, Greg's yeah. Vegan Sausage Roll. Though okay. apparently the Morrison's and Astor's of vegan stuff doesn't have it. Okay. So you know it is everywhere. And so the thing about this though, isn't it, is that and the reason that everybody's writing about it now 
is is that there was this big um, uproar, wasn't there, around um, Christmas when Iceland wanted to put out an advert that was about this and about how uh, the increase in demand for palm oil was um, increasing deforestation and it was a threat to the orangutans. And it was this kind of lovely mm. video that was animated. I think it was actually done by Greenpeace originally, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. And it was all about the orangutan and the fact that um, it was it was really sad that these orangutans were... You were obviously paying attention. I was completely so. paying attention. And everybody was talking about it because it got banned um, yeah. by the Advertising Standards Authority, didn't it? So they weren't able to wear it, but obviously millions and millions of people watched it online. Yeah. Um, so I guess is. It, it, the debate hasn't changed, has it? it this is still um, kind of rumbling on, I suppose, and has been for several years. Um, but one of the things that I was reading recently was by a couple of scientists, I think, from the University of Kent. Um, and it's interesting that you mentioned sustainability, because what they were saying was, obviously, palm oil does have um, a negative impact um, upon, you know, deforestation and it does it does cause that but the, the reality is is that if you think about the things that could potentially replace palm oil in food products like vegetable oil and things like that the yield from a palm oil plant is actually more than it is from vegetable oil plant so you've got to replace it with something yeah and the reality is actually not all palm oil is bad there are worse things and palm oil is as actually better in terms of deforestation than some of the potential substitutes well, I mean, you know, it's a point, it's an interesting point. And also, the fact is that Iceland, after making all that fussy Christmas, have actually, the BBC found that there's still quite a few products in Iceland mm. that have got palm oil in. So I think it's one of those things, I think that people are trying to get to a point where there's um, sustainable palm oil and there are regulations that have been put in place. And a lot of the supermarkets have signed up for it. Greenpeace are basically saying actually they're fairly loose and you know people aren't actually following through on it. Um, I think the two points I'd like to make is you know firstly is that it horrifies me that someone will read an article and say you know oh you know vegan foods causing the death of orangutans and you know mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat vegan food. It's just ridiculous. I mean you know it makes so much more sense for the environment, for the planet, for your health to eat vegan food and not eat to eat meat and dairy. I mean it should just be like a completely obvious thing um, but I think also as well it's one of those things with palm oil that it's really important that we do keep it in the, in, in the media and people do keep talking about it and do encourage that debate and I think um, it kind of goes on doesn't it to sort of this whole idea around sustainable and kind of local produce and I think that quite often people become vegans and you're just grabbing everything you can because it's interesting and you know there's a novelty around the diet but um, at some point, we need to be, I think, moving to this idea whereby we do start to eat local, sustainable stuff. Mm. And that becomes a kind of big part. But I don't know what you think, but does that not change the way that people actually look and feel about and you know, their, their relationship with food? Well, I, think oh, I think one thing that I would say is that people have art already thinking more about the things that they put in their mouths, right? So people are thinking about what's in their food much more than they would have done historically, and I think that's a good thing. Mm. But I think this um, this whole kind of, like, scaremongering culture, like you say, about um, vegan food harming orangutans is is kind of detrimental to the whole thing, really, and it just makes people panic, and it... it, it overall, it's not going to help you to understand more about the food that you're eating. Um, and I think that anything that you eat has some kind of negative impact somewhere in the food chain or in the environment or 
on your health. So we could just end up giving up eating anything. <laughs> um, so I think it kind of has to be viewed with a little bit of scepticism because all although obviously it is causing some deforestation and, and palm oil is the kind of latest thing that everybody's talking about. People say that avocados aren't vegan and they're bad for your health and the environment. So, I mean, what can you eat? I think it's like an education process and it has to be this ongoing yeah. thing. And I personally see veganism as part of a journey. Yeah. You know, this is kind of one thing. We don't eat meat, we yeah. don't eat dairy. We rethink our attitudes towards food. Um but again, you know, it comes back to the whole idea around the um, what is going to be best for the for the planet and what's going to be best for the environment. Mm. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that um, because one of the things that I was curious about this week um, was something called the planetary health diet, which is basically the scientists have spoken. Um, and they came out with Are they a report. Experts? Yeah, Do well, we believe them? Exactly. I mean, I guess so. They have lots of degrees and are way more intelligent and articulate than I am. Um, and they have said that the, the best way to save the planet is to basically follow this diet that they've laid out, which I think it, I think it was in the Lancet, the, the, the yeah, journal. Yeah. Um, and so what they've said is, um, according to the report, consumers should eat half as much meat and sugar and twice as many nuts, fruits, vegetables and legumes... Um, which I can't say that word without laughing, legumes, sorry. So, yeah. um, but uh, what I thought was interesting about this is that obviously, I mean, they're kind of advocating a flexitarian diet, right? So they're not saying that you should completely get rid of meat and dairy, but what they are saying is that most people should significantly cut their intake of those things and replace um, them with nuts and fruits and seeds and plant-based products, right? Um, so I guess this is a sort of a bit of an intervention from the science world. And I just thought it was interesting that they are now advocating officially that it is much better for the planet and the environment, which is something that we've all known for several years, I guess, yeah. um, that more people need to be eating less, less meat. I mean, I think it you know, is interesting because, I mean, Radio 5 Live, BBC, yeah. it's got a big week of programmes looking at climate change and what we can do. And quite frankly, it pisses me off because they talk about things, <laughs> intangible things, yeah. quite often, or stuff that, you know, like, you know, you're only going to do once, like, you know, insulating your loft or something. And oh, yeah, there's yeah. good things, you know, there's all sorts of good things. Whereas, really, if you want to make the difference, you want to make the change, don't eat meat, don't eat dairy. Yeah. It's yeah. just <laughs> a, such an obvious, simple thing. And yet, you know, they're talking about so many other things yeah. um, and giving them equal weight. Whereas, I just think actually, you know, the, there have been report after report which have basically said, don't eat meat, yeah. don't eat dairy, mm. you know, and then try and eat local food. Yeah, it's a really good point. I, I think, so basically, if you're running around worrying about your plastic consumption, washing your clothes at 30 instead of 40, really, try not to stress about it and just eat less meat, basically, yeah. is, is sort of what, what the outcome of the report was. Um, but, but I don't think that scientists are willing to yet say that veganism is, is the, the diet that will help to save the planet. I think that they've stopped short of that, which I thought was kind of interesting, and, and I guess the pragmatic choice, um, which you'd expect scientists to make, so... <laughs> Well, yeah. if their universities get flooded in 20 years' time... Yeah, yeah, exactly, then, <laughs> exactly. They, might, they, then, might, then they might rethink it. But yeah, um, I mean, we don't know, do we? I mean, let's no. be honest, neither of us are experts. So we're, no, exactly. we're sitting here, you know, and, you know, who knows? We, you know, I mean, obviously there are people in the world that de de deny climate change. Yeah. Um, one man who might save the planet, though, 
is Cory Booker. And he, I'm curious uh, about him. Do you know who Cory Booker is? Yes, so this is the uh, Democratic presidential candidate, right? Yeah, okay, so um, there's an election in America, obviously, with the president, 2020, hopefully see the end of Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> and the Democrats are all vying to see who's going to be the, the kind of candidate. And there's a lot of momentum around Kamala yeah. Harris, who is, looks like a very great, credible candidate. But one person is standing uh, who's thrown his, uh, his hat into the ring is Cory Booker, who's senator from New Jersey. So he's been a vegetarian all his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since 2014, he's been a vegan. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just think it would be so amazing to have a vegan president in the United States... I mean, what would that say to people? That, for me, it's all about this normalisation. You know, mm. I want vegans to be perceived in society as normal people who are doing something, doing their bit for the planet, you know, who are concerned, passionate people, not like massive cranks and weirdos. And if you get the President of the United States and Beyonce and Hector Bellerin all as, as vegans, you know, but yeah. the President would be an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, do you think that matters? Would, I mean, would you I mean, vote for him? So, well, yeah, of course. Uh, I, I mean, I, I would caveat with the fact that I have absolutely no idea what his policies are. Well, yeah. He, <laughs> um, he could, what, dissolve immigration by building a wall, but I don't know. No, um, I mean, you know, basically... I'm assuming... They're all, they're all, I think the main candidates in the, for the Democrats, they're all kind of, of the similar kind of ilk. And yeah. Reasonably left-wing and good on social issues. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I mean, I think it's a great thing. I think it's, um, it's... It's interesting to me that, that the coverage around him has been all about that, though, because this, this, I suppose, is one of the things about it, is that it could just be a massive distraction from what his policies actually are, which either, none, neither of us know, right? And yeah. maybe he hasn't come out and said what they are yet. I'm sure that there's um, much more time before, before everything kicks off. Yeah. Um, but wouldn't it be absolutely unbelievable and incredibly unlikely to go from Donald Trump to... To vegan. Yes, vegan in the White House. It would be amazing. I mean, Um, you you know, there's another word for it, really. He says here, I want to continue to be part of a movement of folk who are fighting against corporate interests that are undermining the public good and public welfare. welfare. So I'm going to continue supporting bills about public health, whether it's Mm. pumping all these antibiotics into animals that are literally threatening the safety of Americans. At the same time, you know, he does say, you know, it's your choice. He's not super down the line everyone's got to be vegan mm. but he wouldn't get elected I guess well no he absolutely wouldn't 100% wouldn't get elected and also I mean I don't think the um, veganism hasn't caught on in the US as much as it has here has it so there's not uh, that much conversation or at least not as much as there is here and we don't have many vegan know. MPs do we I mean how many well I think someone counted four there's I think four. There's, I think they're all well, Labour ones there are a few there's quite a few vegetarian ones but uh, it, you know Weirdly, Caroline <laughs> Lucas, who's the green yeah. MP, she eats meat. She's not even a vegetarian, which I find oh, really? that quite strange. Is that weird? But then, it's a, but this is the whole thing. This is a, just because somebody's vegan doesn't necessarily mean that they, they agree with a certain set of beliefs and politics, does it? Well, no, I guess not. And I mean, you know, I'm sure there are lots of people in the Conservative Party probably the DUP and maybe even UKIP who are vegans probably yeah. not that many maybe that would yeah. be like a real niche group wouldn't it UKIP vegans yeah exactly I'm sure Jacob Rees-Mogg and UKIP I mean that would be amazing wouldn't it Jacob Rees-Mogg comes out as a vegan but um, I guess the bigger picture on all this stuff and this is debate for another time it's just it comes back to this normalisation of 
of vegans as just individuals, people who are just passionate about something but want to make a difference. But, you know, they're not super weird or cranky. Um, the final, final, final thing yeah. that I want to talk about is that this... Well, the first week in February was um, the world's first vegan fashion week. Oh, yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this later with our wonderful guest. But I just thought it would be kind of interesting to air our views on it, really, because it's quite a significant thing. I mean, veganism, yes, has been this kind of significant part. It's been a bit of a, a subculture. There's a lot of discussion around it at the moment. Obviously, it has been over the past couple of months with veganuary and everything. Um, but the fashion industry is really starting to take notice. And I think that there's a lot of talk and a lot of discussion around how that's going to manifest itself and whether people really, really do care about what their clothes are made of and where they come from. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, maybe again, it's a whole big, big discussion about part of a broader picture around sustainability. Mm. So, you know, we had... I guess, being older than you, I've seen these trends happen. So, you know, you had the likes of companies like Zara, for example, suddenly being able to produce stuff that was on the catwalk very, very quickly and getting out there. And mm -hmm. you had this kind of, and Topshop and Arcadia Group, you know, companies as well. And then everything goes very, 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 very quickly. But it's quite disposable because it's out mm. fairly quickly. Fast fashion. I really can't believe actually you asked me about fashion, but that's <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's like the vegan cheese thing. So vegan cheese, great, keep going, you know, you get in there, fantastic. The same true with vegan shoes, you know, mm. they still tend to be not great quality. Yeah. A lot of vegans will wander around in, uh, you know, plimsolls or trainers even yeah. in the winter. You know, there's still quite a long way to go to kind of solve those kind of issues. Mm. And really, are people, you know, some of the vegan shoes are 100, 120 quid. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of money that, you know, some people can afford. But again, mm. if veganism is going to go mainstream, as it will, you know, things need to be a bit cheaper. Yeah. But then it comes okay. back to the whole idea of where's it coming from, how is it being made, and all yeah. the rest of it. And I guess that, you know, ultimately the reality is that you'll always have to pay more to know where the stuff that you eat and where comes from, right? Yes, I guess that's true. Because, yeah. especially at the moment, um, because that's, that's just the reality of things. But um, it's interesting and something that we're going to talk about more a little bit later on with our guests, like I said. But um, thank you for giving us your... Fashion tips. <laughs> your fashion tips. Ah. <laughs> Um, Ashley's not that badly dressed, everyone. Oh, he, he's actually, very sweet he's actually quite trendy. I don't know why he's no, so self-deprecating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. So today I'm with Jessica Stanley, who's the managing editor at Liberty London. Welcome to Vegan Curious. Thank you. Um, me. We're delighted to have you here. Um, would you just tell us a little bit about you and your role and what being managing editor at Liberty means? So, managing editor at Liberty means looking after all of the words in the business. So, mm -hmm. that's kind of from the words that you see in the windows to um, store signage and then online product descriptions. And then I also look after all of our content. So, content that goes out with emails, editorial features, and we are soon to launch a lovely coffee table book. So, Ooh. all of the words and meeting features in that. I think for listeners it might be interesting to just understand specifically what is vegan fashion. Yeah, so anything that is derived of any animal products at all. Mm -hmm. So um, not necessarily just leather and wool, but 
um, any fibre that has any animal trace in it. Yeah, yeah. So typically, um, vegan fashion is made from things like plastics and cork as well, I believe. Is that right? That's yeah. the kind of... So it's just natural materials that have been taken and then repurposed. Yeah, so not always um, vegan... Well, that's kind of where the sustainability issue comes in slightly yeah. because sometimes buying something that's vegan doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be made from natural products. So yeah, okay. it could also be slightly plasticky things like polyester, which obviously mm-hmm. take a really long time to um, degrade. Yeah. And yeah, so it can be made of a whole number of different things, but mm-hmm. I think the move that's happening at the moment is vegan fashion brands or people who are working with vegan products are looking to make sure that the materials that they're using are also sustainable and yeah. natural. Yeah. So I, I guess then, is that something that you've seen um, a surge in popularity around? You know, is, Do you think that it's what consumers are looking for and therefore the fashion industry is responding to that? Yeah, absolutely. So we've seen on... We kind of noticed it first in beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so last year we saw a huge number of searches for um, vegan beauty products. Um, and we were already working with a lot of vegan beauty brands so Mm. kind of continue to expand that offer Um, and it's just such a a buzz a hot topic at the moment so throughout January almost all of our emails and content that we were sending out were about vegan beauty um, cruelty free beauty Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the same thing is starting to happen in fashion as well it's kind of smaller amongst the luxury brands that we sell um, but we have a brand called Nushka um, mm-hmm. who released a hide jacket which has been a bestseller gorgeous kind of can't yeah. keep hold of it it keeps going and then we keep getting it back um, and that's actually a brand who with that jacket they are also that's made from sustainable fibres as well okay so so it can be vegan but not sustainable but it can also be vegan and sustainable yeah <laughs> okay you can have the best of you both you can have worlds. the best of both worlds so and it's I think possible. that's where things are moving towards as well at the moment is yeah um yeah marrying the two together yeah and I guess one of the reasons that um that consumers are becoming much more aware of vegan fashion and talking about sustainability a lot more as well is the documentary that Stacey Dooley did before the end of last year. Yeah. Um, so I think it was called Fashion's Dirty Secrets or something, wasn't it? And yeah. there was um, a big play around how much water is used. Yeah, it's so, so shocking. I mean, the fact that fashion is the second most harmful thing mm. to the whole environment. I mean... Yeah, as an industry. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Yeah. Um, and, and so and so in terms of the vegan brands that are out there, you already mentioned Anushka, are there any others that you've seen that are kind of favourites of yours? or? Um, I think it's more larger brands that are doing vegan offering okay. um, at the yeah. moment. So I walked into the Doc Martens store the other day and saw that the whole front of their shop was full of um, vegan products. Yeah. And not just their best-selling styles. Like, it was a, a whole range. So, and yeah, offering people a real choice as yeah, well in exactly. their footwear, um, which I think is great. Um, and then lots of the other brands are brands that are just working with sustainability as mm-hmm. well. Um, so there's a brand called By Timo, which is doing great things in terms of reducing the amount of water used to create their clothes and okay. picking... Um, 
really sustainable fibres too. Oh, wow. I don't know them. What are they called again? Um, by Timo. By Timo. Yeah, they're a Norwegian brand. Okay. Oh, great. Yes, and obviously Scandinavians well known for their focus on the environment and yeah. the planet. So that definitely fits in. Um, I, I, as well, I suppose it's also some high street brands that have started to, to pick pick up vegan fashion and run with it so I saw that M&S had launched a vegan shoe range yeah, which was huge yeah and it's um, a really big range again yeah. these aren't just kind of key products that people are giving you know jumping in on the trend and making one yeah. thing it's actually really offering customers yeah a proper choice a real choice yeah buy. yeah um, ASOS as well have got a huge not their own range necessarily mm-hmm. but they're really working on they've got a big vegan offering now online um, free people as well. Yes, is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the high yeah. street is definitely cottoning on. Yeah, and there seems to be a lot of options as well, doesn't there? Like you say, the MS range was three hundred and fifty shoes or something. But um, I was looking at uh, Vija the other day. The the yeah. I think it's French trainers, uh, trainers isn't it? Yeah, and they do these incredible trainers that everyone's wearing, and they've got six or seven vegan offerings, which is pretty amazing if yeah. you think about how many lines they have. You know. Yeah. One of the things that I did want to ask is about quality. So potentially maybe there's this perception that if you buy a vegan product that it won't be up to the same high quality standard as perhaps something that's leather, which is obviously known for its durability and and has been in shoes and bags for however long. Um, Is that something that you see people asking or questioning? Um, Um, I think, again, yeah, I think it is the perception, but I think the brands are quite aware of this at the moment. Mm. I don't think people are as easily kind of tricked at the moment yeah there are a lot of questions being asked around around clothes generally Mm -hmm. like people actually have really started to care about what they put on where it's come from um and yeah just questioning everything about the whole um production of these pieces yeah um so i think that brands are really working to make sure that clothes are durable obviously vegan curious is seeking to tackle kind of judgmental veganism um and i guess it, it has always had that bit of an undertone hasn't it but we saw um last week that the first vegan fashion week in la yeah, happened right. um and i think the founder um whose name i can't pronounce even rienda is that right yeah she, Hopefully, hopefully that's somewhere near what her name is, um, said that she wanted it to be really inclusive and open. And so actually there were brands there that weren't fully vegan, weren't there? Yeah. And I think Mina Savari's been doing lots of yes. um, promotion for that as well. It's, I guess um, it seems like now is the time, doesn't it? It's almost like 2019 is kind of kicked off this huge level of unprecedented interest in in veganism vegan culture vegan products um so it was a perfect time to do it yeah but do you think it's a big risk to do a vegan fashion show i mean not it's not i mean i think that it's obviously anything that's brand new and hasn't been done before is quite a big venture but i think it's just it's that exposure to this and it you're right it is the time that everybody Mm. is really interested um in veganism whether even that if it's dabbling in there or thinking about it or just trying to reduce the amount of um animal products that they consume in any way Mm -hmm. um so i think yeah it's the perfect time one final question do you think that vegan fashion is a fad or do you think it's part of a fundamental shift towards sustainable and kind of environmentally friendly clothing um, absolutely the latter. I think that it is, it's completely key at the moment. 
Um, and I think, yeah, the sustainable piece as well is just kind of opening it up and it's something that really does need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of people watched that Stacey's Lily documentary. Lots of people had their eyes opened mm. very much. Um, and it's just, it's going to gather momentum, I think, yeah. rather than anything else. There seems to be a real cultural moment, doesn't there? And actually, probably even things like Blue Planet with David Attenborough, that sort of started the whole thing around plastic, didn't it? And yeah. it feels like there's this wave of kind of sentiment around sustainability, reducing the number of things that are harmful in your diet and also in the clothes that you wear as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's only going to get bigger. Yeah. Okay, so you heard it here first. Um Jess, thank you so much. You've been a fantastic guest. Thank you for having me. Um, Hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Thank you. So, Sarah, tell me then, what have you been scoffing this week? This week, I have been doing some home cooking. Oh, yes. Yeah, which I was quite proud of myself for. Obviously, you know, um, coming out of January, I felt like I should be doing some things that were good for my health and... uh, I thought that I would experiment with a few recipes that I hadn't tried. So I did try the mac and cheese by Anya Carling, which... Well pronounced, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful Irish name that I had to look up just before we started. Um, That was delicious. And actually, the great thing about that was that it contained no soya and no nasty. So it was basically an entire butternut squash that you just roasted and then put together with a load of things, including some mustard and stuff. Mm. And it was really, really delicious. Loved that. Um, I also made the Sri Lankan curry from the Bosch cookbook. The Bosch guys. Yeah. We love them. We do love the Bosch guys. So for those people who don't know, um, Bosch is um, a Facebook channel, effectively. Well, that's how well I guess they're a Facebook video, but I mean, that's only yeah. the start of the story for those. And... Exactly, yeah. So they, they did all these kind of um, uh, short form video where they made lots of interesting recipes. and It was the hands, the hands descend, <laughs> don't they? The on hands, the ingredients. The hands of veganism. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was great. Really, really enjoyed that as well. And actually their second book comes out in a few months' time, I think. It's coming out in April, yeah. No, looking forward to that. April, so I keep hearing so many good, yeah, so many people that I speak to are vegans have bought that book. Yeah, it's just, really, really good. It just seems to be, yeah. Definitely recommend it. Particularly if you're looking for something a little bit different and you kind of got a bit fatigued with all the things that you're eating. And I think that's why I started to cook um, some different recipes. I guess I just had settled into a bit of a kind of monotony with what we were eating at home. So um, I did that. I also ate the uh, Kevin pie from Pie Minister. Okay. Which was very, very good. Have you had it? No, I think probably I had the veggie one about five or six years ago before Mm. I became vegan. But then I kind of stopped because... But I know that's been around for about six months or so now, hasn't it? Yeah, it it has. And it's it's quite... um, It's a nice, refreshing change, actually, because it's not one of these pies that contains lots of soya, so it's not like the Linda McCartney pie that's just kind of like a traditional... It's like a steak and kidney pie Steak and kidney pie. It's a bit more vegetable-based, and it definitely tastes like it's plant-based, so that's quite nice. Had that with a roast dinner. Have you ever had one of the Young Vegans pies? I haven't, no. Yeah. You've got a really, a really big smile on your face. I'm guessing that they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they are, they are excellent. I mean, they, you know, they are slightly bizarre in terms of what they're offering, but um, but yeah, they're, they're very good. I mean, they have a shop in Camden, and they they will do deliveries as well, so you can get okay. six. That'll keep you going for a while. All right, yeah, well, it will do. So how about you, Ash? I did go to someone's birthday party the other day, and... Uh, it was one of those classic things, actually, that when you go to somewhere and they cater for you specially. Oh, so yeah, yeah. It's always well, nice. it actually meant they bought, like, a pack of fries frankfurters. 
So oh, of course, there's okay. six in the pack. I know you're not massively keen on them. Mm, yeah, not but, as a brand. But of course, yeah. so I get served. Not one. Six not breakfasts. Not three. <gasps> no. Uh, so I managed to palm one of them off on somebody else. <laughs> but I mean, I ended up on eating a dog. Five, or, five or six of it. Well, you know, they were fine. And I ate a lot of salad, so it was okay. So you had, you had six frankfurters and some salad? Basically, yeah. <laughs> oh, as good as them to, to no, it was, make it was special very provision. I was fully expected to be in a lot of crisps, so that was really good. Nice. Um, and then two other places have been. I, I went to Honest Burgers. So uh, Honest Burgers have got the exclusive on the Beyond Burger, which we've talked about before. It's the burger from the States. It's supposed to be very, very meaty. Mm-hmm. It's got beetroot juice in it, so it kind of, open inverted commas, bleeds, close inverted commas. Um, and I've had the versions from Tesco, because you can get them from Tesco, um, and they are the most meaty burger I've ever had, vegan burger mm. ever, without a doubt. Mm. Um, and the version in Honest Burgers it is really good. I mean, they do a really good job. They put some interesting stuff on there. You can get it with various toppings and sauces and guacamole and all the rest of it. And, you know, I mean, again, it's quite expensive um, for what it is. You know, with that, some chips and a drink, you know, you're waving goodbye to 15 quid. Which really? is, you know, a lot of money for a Friday lunchtime. But, um, okay. But, yeah, it was, it was interesting. But is it, is it the best burger that you've had? Yeah, I think, you know, I think I have eaten quite a lot of vegan burgers. I do like to try new ones when they come out. And, you know, I would say it it is the most meaty. It's got that texture. Um, And there's there's kind of juiciness about it. Quite often a lot of vegan burgers tend to be quite dry. And it has this kind of juiciness about it and this flavour. And it does seem to work really, really well with the toppings that they... Put it on it. And okay. On okay, so the other place I went to, the Unity Diner. So have you heard of the Unity Diner? I have, yes. Okay, so the Unity Diner is, again, it's it's in Hoxton, so it's near Old Street. Yeah. So very much kind of heartbeat of um, London veganism. Um, it's a diner. It's been open, I guess, about three or four months. Um, you would like it, because they do a lot of this weird kind of fish-based stuff. <laughs> so you can get prawn tempura, if oh. you pronounce it. Um, they've got crab and fennel salad, um, and then there's kind of lots of burgers, and um, so there was a veganuary special. So I had a veganuary club sandwich, which is Satan strips, cheese, homemade pesto. It was okay. pretty good. Um, yeah, good. yeah, I mean, they do some odd things. And there's this dirty loaded fries, okay? So it's chunky fries with two cheeses, barbecue salmon pieces, fresh cilantro, and then, like, a load of sauce and a few vegetables. Okay. Right. How much? Go so, so, loaded fries, basically. Yeah. Go and have a guess. How much, how much is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Eight, eight pounds? Ten quid. <laughs> Which is pretty expensive. That's ridiculous for chips, sorry. Well, but, I, mean, I mean, to be fair to them, okay, number one, the food was really good, and number two, they're in, like, quite an expensive part of the world, okay? Yeah, but did you... Ten so, quid for chips. But um, what else did you have? Did you also Well, I didn't. I, had, I just had this, you know, club sandwich thing. So, you know, oh, okay. didn't right. actually have that. But, um, but next time I'm going for the surf and turf hot dog, which is grilled dog on a bun with mustard mayo topped with buttermilk battered fried vegan shrimp. Wow. Let's say got your name in. Chucking a bit of kimchi. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Not be really happy. Um... <laughs> So yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been eating. Save the planet and make it heal. You can help by eating a vegan meal. Come join us if you're vegan curious. 
and tastes as good as being vegan feels. Come join us if you're vegan curious. And don't feel sad, don't feel blue. So it ain't so bad, I swear it's true. Just use the right condiments and you'll even like tofu. Don't be furious, just be vegan curious. Life is good, life is sweet. When on your plate there is no meat, come join us if you're vegan curious. Come join us if you're vegan curious.